0: Welcome to the Talked Over to Me podcast sponsored by SMJ Brady, Connect Red and Elite Football Development. This one is um, a bit of a strange podcast actually because I recorded it last August with Ben Pringle, great lad, signed for Derby from Ilkeston, Um, I remember watching him for Ilkeston in the playoff final and he had a great game and he obviously stood out and I think a few clubs were in for him and he moved down from Newcastle and signed for Derby under Nigel Clough and went on to uh, I've always gone on to have a, a great career at, uh, went to Fulham, Rotherham, uh, Morecambe, but I'd, uh, I had—I lost it, yep, so genuinely, hand on heart, thought, shit, I've, uh, I've lost that one, and then while going through a few files the other day, trying to sort out some stuff, because my laptop's getting full of all, all the other stuff I've recorded, I found it, um, it's not the greatest quality in the world but we're in lockdown and people are, it's like the best figures we've ever had for listeners and people are asking for more all the time, so I'm going to bang it out there. It is really good. It's an interesting story about how he came through non-league and got picked up by Derby. So yeah, it's, um, it's a good listen. So I'm going to bang it out there. It's the, the famous Lost episode with Ben Pringle. Have a listen. Again after after a little break, talk derby to me, um, firing through firing uh, through a few of the old uh, the old derby boys, and to, today we've got we've got Ben Pringle. Hi, pal. I'm good, mate. Cheers. Cheers, for on. How's it? How's everything been? Uh, at the minute, obviously difficult times, unusual times. Uh, how are you coping with everything? Uh, yeah, it's obviously
1: as you know, a bit bit weird, um, but it's what it is. Really, obviously it's, it's good to have the season back and finish it back last season well some leagues did um, but obviously we've started again now so just hope we can continue playing really.
0: Is it, is it, is it much different to, to before?
1: Yeah I mean without the fans it's, it's crap like it's just it's completely different uh, atmospheres well there isn't any atmosphere so you've got to kind of make your own but um, you'd rather that than, than nothing at all so it is what it is for now.
0: We'll go back like free football career go right back to the very start was it West Brom your first academy obviously playing locally when you grow up and then was it West Brom your, your first club academy wise yeah
1: so that was 15, 16 to 18 um, yeah it was, like I said two, there's a two year scholar there um, in the academy which is, which is decent obviously they, they got promoted to the Premier League when I joined so that was, that was good um, and then did a third-year YC scholarship at Gretna. I don't know if you remember. Scottish yeah. team, not folded. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they were both both good clubs.
0: So you get to, what, 15, 16, you're playing academy football at West Brom, and at that age, do you feel like you've made it a little bit, or is it still like you're just enjoying your football? Or do you feel like, oh, I'm, at a, I'm at a prem club now, like I've, I've kind of made it?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you go to the academy, it gets,
0: it gets very serious. So
1: that's kind of one thing I didn't want to do straight away. I'm glad I waited until I was about 15, 16, instead of going when I was, you know, 11, 12. Um, but yeah, like like I say, it's, it's a good club and the training ground's nice. You get used to all those luxuries that, you know, other teams might not have. But uh, everyone always says it's, it's so hard to make it when you're there. So you're kind of half going in thinking... I
0: might not make it. Also, was it difficult to to like come from like playing academy football? Then you have you go to Gretna with YTS and then drop into non-league football. Is that because it, it can be a slippery slope, can't it? Football. So a lot of players that would have played academy and drop down might just like give up on it. So is it is it difficult to to drop down and then come back up?
1: Yeah, like I say, I think you know again you have the nice training ground you get your food made for you all those kind of things that you take for granted Um, and then you kind of drop out of the game and you're in the real world you know you go into grounds which are not very nice changing rooms Um, I mean obviously I got really lucky to to manage to go back up the ladder but you know there's plenty of good players in non-league that are good players that just don't get the platform or the opportunity to, to get back up again so it's
0: disappointing really but that's the harsh reality of it. Is there an element of, of luck involved then? Do you think there's, there's players that have you've maybe played against non league level that probably should have made it and then you play, see some of the players that have just maybe had a, a break or is it hard work? Is it luck? What, how do you bounce back from like dropping, dropping down into to non-league to get back into a, a league club?
1: yeah i think well, definitely for me obviously i knew that i had the ability it was just kind of getting a bit of luck which obviously i got at Ilkison moving to derby but there was plenty of other good players um in that team which could have moved to a, to a league club and played league football as well um but yeah it's obviously the mentality you get released and you know you want to kind of give up um I was in Ibiza for the summer working, selling last and gas before I joined Ilkeston. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, was going to be my last kind of, you know, go at football at Ilkeston. If nothing came from that, I would have just probably played non-league or gone back to like So <laughs> I got uh, pretty lucky. How did
0: you end up at Ilkeston? Because I remember I saw you play at Ilkeston and I remember I went to the, the Unibond the final what you played and I ran there was a pitch invasion afterwards run on the pitch. I remember going to watch it because it was a big game but you're from the northeast how'd you end up at Ilkeston
1: um so my old manager at Gretna he was the youth team manager um yeah. and he got the job uh, David Holdsworth. um so like I say I was in Ibiza with my mates um and he he rang me up and I was just like obviously from Newcastle it's like four and a half hours away um like my dad persuaded me to go really he was just like you know give it give it one last shot and, and see where it takes you um, <laughs> like I say Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday I was driving from Newcastle to train for an hour and then driving back
0: so you, were um, in you, were, you were commuting from, from Newcastle yeah it's
1: like three, three nights a week yeah oh, wow <laughs> absolute crazy when you think about it now Um but yeah I wouldn't have been able to carry that on you know if nothing if nothing had happened after the end of the season, then I'm, I would have had to, you know, look to
0: play back home somewhere. But, yeah, it was crazy. Well, <laughs> so, you had a timescale then. He was like, I'll give it a season or I'll give it... I'll just do it, like, say to your dad, like, I'll give it a season or I'll give it a year or whatever at Ilkeston. But if nothing comes of it, then that's that's it. Yeah, I mean,
1: he, he said... I mean, I wanted to stay in Ibiza <laughs> for the rest of the summer. Um, but he just... He was pushing me and he just said, you know, listen, give
0: it one last go and if it doesn't work out, then I'll kind of get off your back and let you do what you want to do. There's been... Ilkerson, like, it's, it's... Obviously, it's been yo-yo because it's gone out of business a couple of times in recent years, but they've produced some, like, unbelievable players. I mean, even now, there's, like... Um, there's Ash Hunter, who's at, uh, Salford now, I think, um, from Derby. Che Adams. I mean, Kane Richards was there. There's, like... What is it about Orkeston at that time because it, it just produced loads of unbelievable players I,
1: thought, I really don't know I, cu- I couldn't tell you um like i say I'd, I'd never heard of them when I went to sign but they were they always had a good ground and the, the pitch was always good and the, you know when I signed there was saying this owner had taken over and chucking loads of money at it But like you say it wasn't just one season there was you know like the players you' have mentioned it was season after season, they were producing good players, so um, I don't know what it was about it, but I mean, I had a really good season there, enjoyed my time, and I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing now, I don't know if they, have they folded properly, or? No, no, they, back, they back, they're back, they're up, back, back, back up, back up, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good time.
0: I think, was it was your last game, for in the, the playoff final?
1: Yeah.
0: It was quite weird, because it was a playoff final, but was it two legs... Or, oh, or oh no, you know it was played at the team that was higher in the league, or whatever. So it was played at Augustine's ground, wasn't it? Yeah, I couldn't
1: get my head around that either. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember what what happened. I just remember the final being at home and thinking this
0: was yeah. this is a
1: bit strange. But I think you're right. The team that finished higher, they got the advantage of
0: of being at home. I think it was. See, uh, th- this might be completely wrong. It's probably going to be an Augustine Town fan, no, it's some Augustine Town ultra that's listening to this, who's so thinking, "What's he on about? This do- lad from Derby, but." I think it was Nunwich. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember the score, but I can remember. I can remember running on the pitch. Hang on, let me think about what year it is. Because if I was about eighteen when I did this, it's going to be dead embarrassing. Uh, 2009 was it? I think yeah. I think that sounds
1: about right. 2009.
0: Yeah, forget it then. I was about eighteen. But anyway, <laughs> I remember running on the pitch. I remember running on the pitch, and I remember running up to like, like patting you on the back, and then. Me and my dad went to it just because it was a game of football to watch. And then within a few weeks, he was at Derby. And it was a fact that we saw him play for Ilkeston the other week. Like, yeah, he's pretty like, how did that come about then? Going from, like, playoff final Ilkeston to, to getting at Derby. Um, I just remember,
1: I mean, I signed with an agent in about February time. And he was Derby-based. So he had a few players um, around Derby. Uh, Amari Morgan-Smith, I don't know if you remember him. He had him also. Um and he he wasn't really talking about any other clubs but it literally three days after that, uh we got promoted, he kinda of rang me up and just said Nigel Clough wants to offer you a contract and <laughs> signed to Derby. Um which, like I say, was it was just weird more than anything. It was like eight, nine divisions, was it? The difference, but um obviously I was I was buzzing and didn't didn't really understand it but I was uh, couldn't
0: believe it. Like, is is that a case? of if you just you don't, you don't even need to hear terms or anything, It's just yes. Yeah, no. and I thought I
1: thought you were joking. I'd been out for like three days in a row after we got promoted, so what on the I pitch? Kind of
0: hung, <laughs> yeah, I kind of hung the phone up on the agent. And I was
1: just like, don't don't like out of me. But um, he rang me back the next day when I'm sobered up. He's like, now seriously, serious. We need, we need to go down to the derby to like like talk about the terms and sign the deal and that. So. Um I was
0: buzzing, obviously. Uh, how did that come about? Had Derby been to see them been recommended to you or or had they like had Clough been down to Wilkeston and watched you play at Wilkeston?
1: I think uh, Andy Garner was the one who watched me the most. Um I think I think that's how it came about and obviously you must have known my agent or someone must have known my agent. Um cause obviously at the time they had they were spending a lot on wages um, at derby, so that was kind of I think Clough's job was to bring in. We signed a few younger players, um, you know, to try and get some of the, the the money back that they were obviously spending on wages. So they have yeah, to try and
0: change the wage though. So um, yeah, that, that's what happened. What what's the I've asked a few players this actually. Joe, you know when you like get to a, a, like, a big club, so from commuting from Newcastle to Ilkeston to like walking in your first morning at Moor Farm. Is it just surreal?
1: Yeah, it was, it was madness. Um, the, like I say, to go from the, the training ground, um, or the, there wasn't a training ground at the it was a stadium, so to go from that and then obviously walking into Derby's training ground, I was just kind of, like, I say, thinking, what, what's going on
0: here? <laughs> <laughs> What's the step up? Did you start, go, start training? Cause it, did you come in with it? It's not 23s, it was 21s at the time, I think, wasn't it? So you got brought in as like the developmental squad that won the reserve league, and, but is it still like, you look around and think, this is a step up? Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, I went in the 21s changing room, um, and there was about six or seven of us, um, Didn't have a squad number, we were just kind of training here and there with the first team, um, which was good in itself, and obviously I didn't expect to do anything after all that season, just kind of go under the radar and see what I could do. But a couple of weeks after that, obviously that's when he gave me the squad number and and put me in the first team dressing room, which again was, you know, maddening.
0: Who were the senior pros at that time then that you would have been sat with in the changing room since Sav was there, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, um, Savage, Gary Teal, um Pearson, um we signed Sean Barker that season, I think. Dean Leacock, obviously Miles. Yeah. Um yeah, Jordan Stewart, Paul Connolly, McKeverley.
0: Did they just take you under your wing? you like you obviously don't know you are you, are you gone in that change room and they've like took you under your wing, helped you along. What's what's the yeah. dynamic?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, they were sound. Like like you say, there was obviously a lot of pros there. Um, and, you know, coming from non-league, they could have been a bit like, you know, he's not good enough to train with us or that kind of mentality. But they, they were sound. Obviously, Stav had his moments <laughs> in the <laughs> training ground and on the pitch. But, yeah, like I say, I couldn't, couldn't have wished to go into a better dressing room, really.
0: How did you find Nigel Clough? Because he can be a divisive character, I think, on the podcast I think we've maybe had 12 or 13 of his ex-players on and I'd probably go near enough 50-50 whether either of players that absolutely bought into every word he said or some players I think Dean Leacock was, was one that came on and was quite uh, didn't just didn't get on with him uh, I, was, I was Nigel were you was, was you a Nigel Clough player did you, did you get on with him yeah that's,
1: well I think you know I think he liked the fact that I'd come from non-league um, and you know in I think he knew that I would just work hard every day, which is, which is what I did, really. So, um, you know, I, th- I think he enjoyed that, that mentality that I had, That you know, coming from non-league and training with, you know, the first team and stuff. So, yeah, I think, well, certainly, obviously, I wasn't going to give him any problems, obviously, from where i come from. So, um, yeah, we, we got on well.
0: Yeah. Was he, was he one of the better managers you've played for? Yeah, I mean,
1: looking back at his training now, you know, I remember all the lads, some lads were moan, but his training was always what you'd want to do as a pro. Um, you know, like, little boxes, possession, and a game at the end, like, that's literally what anyone will tell me of five sides at the end, uh, end of the session, but that was pretty much every day, so uh, the training was, was good.
0: Uh, are you thankful to him in, in some respect? Because, obviously, he's from, obviously, you're doing well at Augustine, a good a like, decent player but he's basically he's given you the chance hasn't he to to go and play championship football. Do you do you look back on on Nigel Clough and, and, and thankful for the opportunity?
1: hundred percent. Um so sounds a bit cringe but he, he you know he changed my life um he to jump what was it eight eight leagues from Ildison to Derby, give me my debut, give me a squad number, play me I think ten or twelve times throughout that first season was at the second se- well both seasons to
0: be fair um, so yeah without without any of that I don't know whether I would have you know had the career that I've had um, today so yeah massive, massively thankful Your debut was Peterborough I think wasn't it was it the one the one all at P- against
1: Peterborough um, I think it was 2-1 was, uh, was it? Um, I'm pretty sure Gary Teal scored with about two minutes to go
0: yeah, I don't yeah. know if you remember it yeah, I would have been there, yeah. I was just thinking, because it's like what's oh, it, we spoke about the step up and then um the step up so like one step up going and being involved with the squad and being around the training ground, but then the step up to actually go out on the pitch. Did you come on what was it about twenty minutes to go that game? Um yeah, I think
1: it was ten minutes to go when it was one one,
0: yeah. What's that like? <laughs>
1: come on. Come on. You think you <laughs> please
0: don't lose two one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um the adrenaline that you've got, waiting to come on. Obviously, there'd have been about a couple hundred fans at Ilderton every week, and then you know, first game of the season, boiling hot day, and you're coming on one-one for ten minutes to go, and there's thirty odd thousand there, like. But that—that's what you want as a player. Obviously, the adrenaline, the, the crowd there. That, that's what you want to, you know, play football for.
0: What's, what's the gaffer said to you before you go on there? Did you have a, Can you remember what he said? What is it? Just like a pring's warm up, you are on the kind of thing?
1: If he if he said anything, there's not a chance I remember it. Uh, <laughs> I was just literally just you know trying to get my head up around what was about to happen, and then like I say, when you go on the pit, the adrenaline just takes over. So I couldn't tell you, but yeah, it would have been something along the lines of that.
0: Yeah, don't fuck up. <laughs>
1: basically, basically,
0: yeah. <laughs> Of, of, of that changing room, obviously, um, we spoke to Miles, Dean Leacock. What, what was that dressing room like See, from the outside, from watching? Because I've seen every single game Nigel Clough managed. what was at every game. And the, whether it was win or lose, the thing that always came through, as a fan, I might be wrong, was he had a bit of a spirit about him. He'd like, he'd like a character. And he'd like like you say, he liked you because you come from non-league. Uh, was it a brilliant team spirit? Because I know you've, you've still got mates who you played with at Derby. Was it, was it a big team spirit? Yeah,
1: I mean, the, the first thing that I kind of experienced was when we'd done pre-season, um, and it was the international break, and obviously he was known for taking the lads away, but he wouldn't go. Mm. Um, and, you know, Gary Crosby would take us, but after the game on the Saturday, he'd give us Sunday off, meet at the airport for Marbella on Monday, Marbella Monday to Friday, then after Saturday and Sunday off after that, which was nine days of basically <laughs> just going mental. Like I say, I, I did not expect that at all either. But he did that a few times. Um, obviously went down an absolute treat with the lads. So the, yeah, the team spirit
0: was was good. Is it who you? I know you still make for Miles. We'll get to Miles in a second because I, I was I had a little flat idea. I was going to get Miles on to Hamia, but he's gone out for lunch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> He's, he messaged me back and put sorry mate I've gone out for lunch can we do it next week I was like no I'm doing it at 3 o'clock mate like this is a makes with, was you close mates with Dean Leacock yeah no. Dean oh you know, yeah um, Chris Porter um, there was quite a lot to be fair Lee Croft Dean Moxie Sean Barker again um, yeah like I say it was a good
1: there was a good good group to be fair
0: Shall have, uh, have much to do with Miles.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously we chat, chat every day. So um, I don't really get to see him much now, when obviously with training and that. But yeah, still, uh, still keep in touch. Still go away pretty much every year in the summer.
0: He, um, he texted me earlier, and he just put like, <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna interview him, mate, you've got to mention, you've got to ask him about his, uh, his PT qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> has, he, has he told you about this? No, all he said was, I said, honestly, I'll put, this is, this is, I'll read it out, mate, because this is what happened, I put, what are you doing about R3, mate? I'm doing things on the podcast, got a funny idea, because I was going to get him on and go, right, we've got someone to ask you a question, it's Miles from Oakwood, and get him on, and you have the crack, but, sorry, lad, out uh, for lunch, can you do it next week sometime? <laughs> and I put, no worries, with him, mate, uh, I'm recording with him today, if you've got any banter, I can throw it in We just put, just asking about his PT qualifications, that's all I know, <laughs> Yeah, so
1: basically when I was signing for Derby, um I don't know who I would have told now. Um fitness coach maybe or Fiddy or Sully the Physio. Um he just said like what 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 do you do kind of, you know, back home apart from playing part time. I said, Oh, I've done like my P C qualifications and fitness personal training. Obviously somehow Miles has got wind of it thinking this this lad sign and he's going to be an absolute beast if he's into the gym. <laughs> Obviously, our turn up. Guinea is out compared to Miles, who's battering the gym every day. Um, so yeah, that was that, that was uh, funny. He absolutely hammered me for
0: a good few months after that. Well, for the for the next ten years, by the side of it, it's about ten yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, ten years is still
1: going
0: on. He's a good lad, though, isn't he? He's a, he's a top lad. Yeah, he's, I'm not going to pay him too many compliments because I know he uh, he gets big-headed, but yeah, he's, uh, he's a funny guy, man. Yeah, you don't need to pay him any compliments, mate. He's in Alabifa with Wayne Lillica most of the time, having <laughs> pictures. Like, of the his paper. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, from Derby, leaving Derby, I, I, I think this is from memory, but I listened to you on the, uh, I had Charles once podcast. And there was yeah, something yeah. I didn't know that you went on loan to Torquay, didn't you? Yeah. And then, like, that's how you ended up leaving Derby. That's, that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What happened, what happened there? Um.
1: Well, obviously, Derby, when I went on loan to Torquay, Derby kind of uh, got across me and said, like, you know, we're down at the bottom of the league, we can't really be affording to play like the younger lads, we need experience, and we're safe from relegation. Um, you, you might not play as much, so you think you should go on long, That said, that's fine. Um, so I went to Torquay, but, uh, I think, I'm not sure when I signed there, but, um, I was only, I, <laughs> I only ended up going for three and a half weeks.
0: Um, <laughs> 19 days.
1: <laughs> 19 days. Um, obviously, we had, Las Last Vegas, but quite a lot, too the Derby lads, which we've been talking about for some time, so, I was buzzing for that. And I, it hadn't crossed my mind, you know, to, if I went to Torquay, it might overlap. Obviously, they were in the playoffs. But, like I say, in my mind, I was thinking, if, you know, if Derby gets safe from relegation and they manage to, you know, get safe with a few games to go, ideally, I would rather go back there and play games in the championship than stay in place with Torquay, like, in the League 2 playoffs. So, I spoke to Krozz, and he was just like, listen, if you want to come back, come back. If you don't, And you don't like left it completely up to me, and obviously
0: (laughs) you fancied Vegas. (laughs) The
1: the rest is is history, yeah. So, but I mean, if he had told me, you know, we think she should stay and play the rest of the season, I would have done that. But
0: because he kind of
1: left it up to me, I knew that I could come back, hopefully play for Derby in a few more games, and then go to Vegas with the lads. That was the ideal uh, scenario. it didn't work out well for my football, really. Is it regret? Nah. Even people who have told that story do, like, still say what a silly decision you should have stayed and played in the playoff final. But um, I remember seeing the game whilst I was in Las Vegas. So, Key getting beat 1 0. So, yeah, I mean, it could have worked out differently if I'd have played in that game. But, nah, no regrets on. I'm glad I
0: did what I did. How does that impact on your derby career then? Do you come back from Vegas and they go, look, blah, you've fucked up, basically? Or Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I don't even think it got to that. He just, Clough kind of released the same, and all the club released the same, and saying, you know, I was pretty to leave another, to go to another club. I think me and Dean Leacock actually read that when we were in Vegas. He told me about it, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it could my Derby career could have ended a bit, a bit differently, but um, I, think I think the main thing for me was I thought if I come back, putting Vegas aside, if they were safe, then surely I would be, you mm. know, if they thought he's going to be ready for next year, then I would play in, you know, a couple of the remaining of the Derby games. That was my thinking. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it is what it is.
0: So there's no conversation with with Clough or anyone? It was just... While you're while you're abroad? You read the statement that that set you free to, you're free to go. From what
1: I, From what I can remember, yeah, um, I can't remember kind of having any conversation about leaving or whatever. Um, we, we might have done, but I, I, I can't remember. And then obviously I, I left left.
0: Got a rather. Do you feel like you could have, without that, kicked on and maybe made a few more games, played a few more games for Derby, had more of an impact? Do you, Do you feel that, that it was maybe cut short?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I still had a year left, which is, when I talk about it now, I still say, you know, if it was someone that I knew or, like, I wouldn't, you know, advise them with a year left to jump down two leagues to go with Rotherham side in League 2. Um, you know, I'd be saying get out on loans to another championship club if you can or go to League 1, certainly. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one how Rotherham came about, but, like I said, just it was the first opportunity and I thought I'll go and play games there and hopefully come back up.
0: How did the move to it was Rotherham was not it, the first the first club from Derby? How does how does that move come about then? Just my same
1: agent at the time who put me into um put me into Derby. His brother played with me at Ilkeston. um Andy Scott. Um he was the manager of Rotherham at the time, so he spoke to his brother Rob and um yeah, I signed there.
0: Going Play more regularly. Do you, do you feel a bit more like not that you've made it, but is it like a bit more at home? Like you're getting in, you've got a club, and you're playing regular games for a, for a club. You feel a bit more. Maybe not that you've made it, but you feel a bit more like at home right now. I can kick on. I'm playing regular games for a for a league club.
1: Yeah, like once you get settled, you kind of know, you know, and you you know that you believe in your ability, and that you can, like you say, you're confident that you can do it in this league. It's just about showing it and having the opportunity again so yeah I mean the first season didn't go great for me at Rotherham but obviously after that it, you know
0: i played every game so it worked out well Did you play for uh, did you play for Steve Evans at Rotherham? Yeah So I did a bit my first job immediately before I work because I work at Radio Derby it, like, but I worked at Mansfield when Steve Evans was the gaffer Yeah um, he, he strikes me as another I mean him and Clough like detest each other don't they but another Clough type character like quite divisive um, how did you find him? Because you see me. I'd look me as an amateur footballer. I'd love to play for Steve Evans. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: he, he was a nightmare. I'm not going to lie, to be honest. Um, but he is what he is. Um, you just got to take. You know, you just got to accept that that's the way that he is. He's going to get in your face and shout, scream, spit, swear. Um, but that's just his personality so I mean some lads couldn't deal with it they were beaten before they'd even got on the pitch with him with training but um, you know if he kind of got past that then you know he was
0: alright so in what respect are you not mate just bollocking like the yeah, he, obviously, he
1: obviously had a reputation of coming from Crawley like you say being very intimidating getting in people's faces um, you know getting lads in on a Sunday if for got beat, all that kind of stuff so yeah you know I've Seen players nearly have fights with him in the change room, squaring up a lot. Um, but I think if you kind of get past that, then um, you know you, you just got
0: to accept that—that's what he's like. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Do you do you think it's like a like testing your character? It's like a sink or swim thing, where it's like you withers or against us. It's like right, if I bollock, like, I'm going to absolutely ball Prings out in the changing room. If he comes through it. Then I know that he's got a bit about him. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think I think it was just more kind of he wanted to let everyone know that like, he was the boss. So and he, like I say, he had this reputation coming from Crawley where he would, you know, bollock players and get in their faces and intimidate them. But like you say, it, it depended on the, you know, the character and the, the individual. You know, if you take someone shouting at you and then just carry on with the game afterwards. It's not a problem, but. Like I say, some lads
0: were kind of beaten before they'd even started. Is that a very non-league way of doing stuff, though? Is that like a being back in a non-league changing room? You come from Crawley, because I know he was at Boston, because I used to go and watch Burton as a kid, and Burton and um, Boston, the same league, and Clough and Evans, like, hated each other to the point where, like, there was some ongoing... T- I-, I can't remember the ins and I think Evans accused... I can't remember what it was, but in non-league, he was, like, getting results. Like, he got Crawley into the Football League... Like, Boston, I know he ended up, like, getting done for some of it at Boston, but, like, he yeah, was effective in non-league. Is he trying to take that non-league approach into league football, and does that work? Yeah, I think
1: that's, that's like I say, he only has one way of acting, do you know what I mean? So, that's his managerial style, and he's used that all the way through. We got back-to-back promotions with Rosarum, and we couldn't understand how we were doing it with, him acting like that but it was working which is the maddest thing Um, and like I say that's just the way he is I mean everywhere he's gone he's kind of he's had success really I know he's had you know the last few clubs you know he might not have done as well as he did with Rotherham or um, with Crawley but that's his management style
0: and from Rotherham it's up with Derby probably your biggest is Fulham probably your biggest move? Rotherham to Fulham?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think obviously, obviously in the derby was, you know, getting back into the game and was a, you know, one off. But then to obviously play in the league and do what I did with Rotherham and then go to Fulham, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, a big move
0: for me. How did you find it there? Because it it's a, it's quite an underrated club, isn't it? Fulham. It kind of goes under the radar, but it's a big club.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously being in the Premier League and know, that's what everyone remembers them from. So, um, but yeah, it was just a strange kind of time at the club. We had four managers in six months, was it? Maybe less than that. Um, And there was a load of players coming in and out and different formations, different tactics. So um, there was a lot going on in that year that I was there. Do
0: you think it might have worked out differently if you have the manager that signs your stays and builds... What he sees is is obviously having four managers in and out. Does that affect you? Obviously, you're trying to make go to a big club, trying to make your way in. Does it affect you having players in and out, four managers in and out?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. There was just a lot, a lot kind of going on. So, um, I mean, ideally, the the manager would have stayed, you know, for the season who signed me, and we weren't actually doing that badly when he got sacked. Um, And then from then, there was two others before. Um, Mikanovic came in at Fulham and then obviously you know he did really well with them after that but I think it was just a transition period that season um, we, we stayed up which is madness I think that McCormack and Dembele scored 20 goals each but um, yeah that season was just a bit of a strange one and then after that they, they did well and obviously got promoted
0: Was it your decision to leave? Because I know you went on loan didn't you um, Ipswich so in the end was it your decision to, to leave and go to Preston?
1: Yeah, they, you know, they kind of just, I wanted to obviously play like anyone would, so I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do that at, at um, you know, with Jukanovic. And they'd obviously said, you know, you would be happy or you're free to go kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I was supposed buzzing at the time, time for Preston.
0: So from that, obviously, Morecambe now, looking back at, at your career to date, obviously a way to go, Um. I always ask this, and, and not many people can answer it. But can you pick a career highlight? Is it like, say, like someone asked you, like, oh, "What do you do on my football?" And, and I'll show you this clip. Like, is there, a, is there something you've done that you go, "Like, yeah, that's like the thing you think about when you lie in bed." Do you know what I mean? Um, I think the you
1: know player final for Rotherham, when we got promoted from League One, uh,
0: won on penalties. That you was know, that when like, Evans run down the run down the touchline.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I say ran. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that game, so that was a highlight definitely. But that whole season was you know, was good for me on and off the pitch. Um obviously we signed Miles, you know, from Rosram. I gave him a glowing reference to Steve Evans. Um and we signed
0: him on (laughs) He's another massive fan of Steve Evans, isn't he?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We signed Miles on loan, so he moved into mine on the January. Um and my other mate, Tom Hitchcock, he, he moved in, so, yeah, oh. that six months, you know, on the pitch was good for me, because we, we were playing um, off the pitch, I uh, them with me in the house, so, and then we got promoted that season, and then, obviously, we went away at the end of the season, so, yeah, probably that six months would be my highlight.
0: He never gave it that banter, did he, that he was your lodger for a bit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. no, he must have, uh, must have left that out.
0: Um, like we said, we're not going to give him too many compliments and just touch on it, but he was, what a player he could have, well, he was, and could have kicked on. Now, He was an unbelievable player, one in miles.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really see much of him um, when I was there, obviously, because he was injured mm. like, quite a lot, but, um, you know, he told me about the moves that he, I think it was the season before, wasn't it? The 2010, 2000, he was captain, was it? For, yeah, captain, yeah. Um, and playing, was, was it in the Premiership? that?
0: the season after the premiership so he made he made his debut the year before then went then didn't play all the premises and then come back played centre midfield and scored two like he scored two at Sheffield Wednesday he was playing centre mid mid under Paul Jewell and just like it was like who's this kid it was ridiculous yeah yeah Um, yeah so
1: obviously he told me about some of the you know the interest that he was getting that season Um, and then like I say but when I came he was kind of on and off with injuries but yeah he when I first time for Derby he helped me a lot. Same with uh, Dino, Leacock. They both kind of took me under their wing. So, yeah, that was, it was good times.
0: Who's the best player you've played with?
1: Um, three, which can't really, I can't really choose. Scott Parker, uh, Tom Kearney and Aidan McGeady, I'd
0: say. Really? I
1: can't decide between the three
0: of them. Well, I, mean, I know um, I'm good mates. I've known from school Ben Osborne, who plays, he's at Sheffield United now but he's at Forest and he said that when he played against Scott Park, he said, No, what? He's like, Best player he played against. He's like, No, come yes. get name.
1: Yeah, I remember when I first down for Fulham and we did like the possession game where you've got to stay with your man. Yeah. Um, and I thought, He's getting on now, he's 34, 35, like, I should be alright. And like I say, same, same as Ben Osborne, I literally did not get anywhere near him.
0: Yeah, he said, he's, he, uh, Ben said to me, he's either son who's at, at Tottenham, they paid in the bar and closed the doors friendly, he's like him and Scott Parker's like, just couldn't, they didn't even see him. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that
1: was when he was 34, 35, so can't imagine what he was like at 23, like just charging everywhere, getting on the ball. But yeah, what,
0: what a player, man. And, and Morecambe now, um, how's, it, how's everything going at the, at the minute? Playing regular?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I played the last last two games. He um, changed the team for the game that's gone um, in the cup the other day. But yeah, I think we we surprised a few people this this season. Made a few good signings, but obviously they're just kind of known for being down the bottom end of the league and, and staying in the league. Um, but I think I think they we're, were surprised a few people.
0: So is it 32 now? Is yeah, it, yeah. Are you? What's next? Are you? Are you planning for life after football? Have you got a, a plan for when you eventually retire? Um, I'm
1: just kind of figuring that out at the minute, really. To be honest, um,
0: podcasting might be it, mate. This has been good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and Miles have started doing uh, coaching badges. obviously before this kind of all. You've got your PC um, badges. PC <laughs> badges. He's obviously getting his nightclub open, which. I might be a barmen in next year or whatever, but um, yeah, just like
0: I say, kind of figuring it all out at the minute. And do you want to stay in the game? I
1: don't know. I, I'll do my coaching badges just to kind of have it there, but I don't know. Part of me does, part of me really doesn't. Um,
0: but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, well, mate, get back, get in the gym with Miles, and you can just have pictures with Wayne for a living. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. saucy. <laughs> Hi oh, Ben, honestly mate, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. It's been it's been class, mate. Thank you very much.
1: No worries, mate. Come on, cheers, fam. No worries, mate. Take care.